When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Great to have you with you. Uh, great to have you with me, rather, on Listen Up. And we got some baseball. We start off with the Astros. They are trying to go up uh, to love on the Seattle Mariners, and they have exactly done that. So it is a final score of 4-2. to two. And uh, they are one win away from the ALCS, which to me is pretty much just a formality. All right. The Yankees and the Indians rained out. So that switches things around. Game two will be tomorrow, which is kind of odd because that gives two days off to these teams, which is extremely rare in the playoffs. So keep that in mind. Yankees. And the Cleveland Guardians, I hate saying that, just ridiculous, so stupid, uh, is postponed uh, until tomorrow. All right, you've got Thursday night football with the uh, – are you going to watch the game tonight with Chicago and Washington? Yeah, it's the National Football League. Can't be any worse than last Thursday's game, right, between the Colts and the Broncos. So this game can only get better, can only be better. So that game's going to be starting up in a little more than an hour. So if you want to talk some uh, Thursday night football, uh, we can do that as well. I did my rant today. I, I really could not believe it when I saw that uh, Amazon Prime hired Marshawn Lynch, all right, to be part of their Thursday night football coverage on the pregame show. Can you believe that? Seriously. Think about that for a minute. Can you believe that Marshawn Lynch would be in demand by anybody? I mean, is that just the most ridiculous, awful message for any network of any sport to go out and say, yeah, we want Marshawn Lynch? Why? I mean, I I don't quite understand that. And that's why I did my rant on it. I just what what is going on in this country? There's like no repercussion for doing awful things. I mean, it's terrible, absolutely terrible. So I'm I'm you will not see me watching anything to do with the pregame show, the halftime show, the postgame show. On Amazon Prime's coverage. Not happening. Absolutely not happening. All right? Not happening. Ridiculous. 
absolutely ridiculous. It's hard for me to believe. It really is. It's hard for me to believe. Incredible. I mean, he was arrested August 9th, right? By the way, before that, he was involved in another car incident six months before his DUI arrest. All right. And again, TMZ Sports comes up with this stuff all the time. He was driving his 2014 white Lamborghini on February 22nd when he struck a curb and came to a stop in a landscape area. I mean, the Las Vegas Police Department, according to this report, said a man claiming to be Lynch's cousin initially took responsibility for the crash at the scene and told police he tried to make a U-turn and lost it. Unbelievable. According to the documents, police say they witnessed a van pull up to the scene, pick some up from the crashed Lamborghini. When asked about it, the man told police, quote, no, I came in the van and then changed the story to say that the van came to pick up a passenger that was in the car. Police issued the man citations, but then it was voided when they say they proved he was not the driver of the crashed Lamborghini. According to the documents, police made contact with Lynch, who took full responsibility for the collision while at the traffic bureau for an interview on February 25th. All right. He also said he did not know the man claiming to be his cousin. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. All right. Incredible. I mean, he was cited, Lynch was, over the crash, struck a plea deal, and had to pay $750. All right. Then, on August 9th, Lynch was arrested for a DUI in Vegas. And this, you saw the video, right? You saw the video. Police discovered that there was a tire missing on his Shelby GT500 that he was driving. Three tires and a rim. Lynch was said to have smelled of alcohol and fell asleep several times during questioning, according to the police documents. Unbelievable. He had one shoe on at the time, right? Stated that he was not drinking and he does not do drugs, but that he stole the vehicle, according to the police department. The police also claimed in their report that Marshawn Lynch was not cooperative or willing to comply with the search warrant. And there were correction officers from the city of Las Vegas. They had to use a restraining chair to force a blood draw. He is facing charges in addition to driving under the influence of failure and refusing to surrender proof of security unregistered vehicle, and failure to drive in a travel lane. 
Now, you ready for this? You ready for this? At the time, Marshawn Lynch's attorneys put out a statement saying that he was not pulled over for a DUI. Rather, the vehicle, you ready for this, was safely parked and not in operation. Quote, we are confident that when all evidence is presented, this will not be a DUI under Nevada law. Marshawn appreciates and is thankful for everyone's concern and support. Boy, I got to tell you, no disrespect to any attorneys out there. It's just got to suck. When your job is to try to get somebody off when you know that they are 100% guilty and your job is to get someone that is guilty, uh, get out of jail card. I, I would think that would be the worst freaking job in the world. I'm just telling you, I'm not an attorney and I have a lot of friends that are attorneys, but I just got to think that job's got to suck. It really does. It just absolutely has to suck that your job is knowing that somebody is guilty and you've got to get them off on some stupid technicality or whatever. Go watch the video of Marshawn Lynch being arrested in August. It's everywhere. And then get back to me and let me know if you think that's somebody that's just parked his car on the side of the road. What a joke. Seriously, it's embarrassing. But that's okay for Amazon Prime. Let's go put him on our telecast. It's embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing. What has gone on to this country? Seriously. What has gone on in this country? I mean, there are so many examples of what's wrong, and I'm keeping it to sports. I'm keeping it to sports. And I did my rant on this today because I was so appalled when I saw this. It was such an insulting, awful, just I could not believe it. And the individual that is responsible, from what I understand, in hiring Marshawn Lynch is the vice president of Amazon Prime Video by the name of Marie Donahue. All right. She was on a podcast called Marshawn and Iran Sports Media Podcast. All right. Quote I think Marshawn. Wanted to work through some things. <laughs> you think? We were already working with him. Really, you were working with him doing what? Teaching him how to obey police orders and how to allegedly not drink and drive? She said we never walked away. Fortunately, those on the sidewalks of Vegas that they were able to walk away, and fortunately, they didn't get hit by someone that was allegedly driving under the influence on three wheels. She went on and said, we just worked through some things with him and we're excited. Really? What are you excited about? We can't wait for him to join. Why? You can't wait for more Sean Lynch? Okay. To come on your Amazon Prime coverage? Really? You can't wait? And what is that based on? What is that based on? Do you want to just go over all of Marshawn Lynch's misgivings or do we not have enough time here on Listen App? What, what an absolute disgrace. Seriously, a disgrace. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is disgraceful. 
All right. Let's get to some phone calls, and we start with Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Jeff, what's going on today? Hello, Jeff. Jeff? All right, I'm going to put Jeff back in the audience. We'll get to you again, Jeff. Hit the hand icon, and we move along to uh, Ryan right here on this Thursday edition of Listen Up. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up, Grant? How you doing? I'm okay. How are doing you? Doing all right. Thank you for asking. Are Are Jeff and Rich on vacation together? Yes, I think Jeff and Rich are on vacation together. Yes. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> what What was the biggest hint? What was the biggest clue that you received? Oh my God. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, straight silence. That would be it. Um. Yeah. Hey. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna make a little. It, it, Amazon is excited that Marshawn found his other shoe. <laughs> I mean, that's literally it. Like, yeah, right. Um, oh my god! But no, it is embarrassing. It's bad timing. But Grant, how do you? I mean, drunk driving is not okay. He could have killed somebody. Anybody that drunk drives, and I'm not judging a single person that's done it because people make mistakes. But is this more of a timing issue for you, or is it about somebody having a second chance? No, this is not a second chance. This is a third, fourth, and fifth chance. How many times has the guy been arrested for driving under the influence going back to his days at Cal Berkeley? No, I'm sorry. He's had enough chances. He's done. This is not a second chance. He already had a second chance, and he abused a second chance. Now, innocent until proven guilty, but the video to me doesn't lie uh, that the police put out upon his arrest from the body cam. It doesn't lie, okay? The video to me is extremely conclusive. So I don't really care what his lawyer says. I saw it with my own eyes. This is not a second chance. He's already had a second chance. Fair enough, Grant. Um, you know, you're talking about attorneys. I, I don't, I don't, and I work in that general field. I, I don't want to do a blanket statement all over all attorneys. I mean, yes, there are criminal attorneys that have to find the nuances to get a person, you know, a, a different sentence to get the charges reduced. Um, and yeah, that sucks. Like, I, I don't know. I don't judge them, but I don't know how you do that. That would be a really hard job. Let's just put it that way. Um, but baseball, my friend, what are you thinking right now? About the series. What? And what am I thinking about, about what? Well, which series? Let's talk Padres. What about the Padres? I, I think they're going to the World Series. Yeah, good for them. Well, uh, it would be a great upset if they were going to the World Series. I mean, the, the reality is I don't think home field means anything in baseball um, uh, other than in a tied game, you know, that where you get your last at bat. Other than that, I don't think home field means anything in baseball. So the fact that it's going to Petco means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, they did what they wanted to do. They now made this a best of three. And they got to be feeling very good about themselves that they were able to win game two as they go back uh, to Petco. And they got to be very confident. I mean, they went through the Mets, all right? They went into New York and took care of them. And now they have won the first two games. So they got to be feeling very good about themselves. But do I think they're going to beat the Dodgers? No, I don't. I don't think their team is uh, going to beat the Dodgers. I just don't. Uh, Why? Now, the Dodgers, to me, are a team that's been down this road before, even last year, as we know. I mean, 
uh, and they could not beat the Atlanta Braves, you know, after beating the Giants. You know, those were the two best teams in baseball last year with the Dodgers and the Giants. They proved it through the regular season. One team had to win. One team had to lose. The Giants lost. The Dodgers had all the momentum, and then they lose to Atlanta. You know, at some point, the Dodgers got to break through and win another World Series, or they're going to be the Atlanta Braves of the 90s. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree that they will get that classification if that happens. Um, you know, you were talking about some dental work uh, last week. Would you rather have the uh, molders pulled and the root canal or watch the uh, Thursday night game tonight? Well, oh boy, boy, oh boy. You know, it's interesting you talk about root canal. I did. I've had two root canals and each time. I didn't find it to be, and it was nothing for me. It really wasn't. I mean, the thought of what they were doing was a little bizarre, but I didn't find it uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form and never had any issue with it. So um, I'm not saying I'd rather have a root canal than watch this game tonight, but uh, this game can't be any worse than last Thursday night's game, can it? Can it be worse? Seriously, can this game be any worse than the Broncos-Colts game? It's the worst game I've ever seen. And I'm 38 right. years old, but I, I don't think it's going to be much better either, to be honest with you. And I don't say that as a pessimist because I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I just don't see how this is going to be a fun game. And I hope the best for Justin Fields and, you know, I hope they can kind of break through a little bit. But um, transitioning, what about your Giants, buddy? Your New York football Giants. They're off to a good start. They're off to a better start than uh, anyone could have imagined. I thought they might win five, six games this year. So they look like they're going to surpass that. But you know what? It's a long season, and they're really not that good. What they are is they're supremely coached, and they believe in themselves, and they are not beating themselves. They're allowing the other teams to beat themselves. You know, when you look at the Giants' personnel, they're basically playing without a number one or a number two receiver. They're playing with receivers that really no one's ever heard of before. You know, on defense over the last two games, they've done it without their best defensive player, defensive lineman Leonard Williams. Their rookie uh, still, Kayvon Thibodeau, mm -hmm. has yet to really make an impact. They have Saquon Barkley, and they have Saquon Barkley, and they have Saquon Barkley, and they have Saquon Barkley. And they have <laughs> Daniel Jones, who is playing very consistent, steady football. But their offensive line is still a work in progress. Their center and guards are not very good. But they're four and one. And and what's Bill Parcell said? You are where your record says you are. And they're four and one and good for them. But they're still not a very good team. Uh, you know, what? I, I don't think they're as bad as you think. But that that's just my opinion. Grant, can I ask you a question? It's no. going to be a little bit of a sensitive question here. I'm going to ask it anyway. Why can't the NFL <laughs> okay. get a tent to London for the players to be worked on when they need treatment? Yeah, I saw that video, too. That's a good question. You'd have to go ask the Brits why, uh, you know, they don't have a tent there. Uh, obviously, it's not part of their, quote unquote, football soccer. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. You'd go. You'd have to ask. I would think that they would be able to fit a medical tent on the airplane with all the rest of the luggage coming over from uh, Newark Airport. But that's a question you'd have to ask the New York Giants. You should send them an email uh, or you should reach out sure. via Twitter or, you know, you should call their information line call the New York Giants okay. uh, main office and ask the lady that or man that answers the phone uh, why that is. They, they might be able to give you a very interesting answer. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I want the answer, Grant. No, That's you probably don't. You probably don't. <laughs> hey, it was so great seeing you reunited with uh, Jerry yesterday.
that that was such a great great conversation anybody that hasn't seen it uh go to youtube live and grant's page uh grant and jerry you guys went what 40 minutes yeah we had a great time uh it was it was incredible and uh you know jerry is going to be doing this uh with me every week and really looking forward to that and you know we've already had uh well over a thousand people uh view the video and every time i go back to youtube the numbers keep going up and up and up so yeah, we're going to make this a weekly thing. You know, opening night is coming up next week. So Jerry and I will be talking a lot of Kings and a lot of it NBA is. and sharing a lot of and reminiscing over a lot of things that happened uh, in our careers with the Kings. Yeah, Grant, I don't want to take too much time. I know you have your picks and people are probably going to get picks. I have everything right here to write them down. But was there a moment? Did you have instant chemistry with Jerry or was there a moment you remember where it's like, OK, this is it? No, I mean, the first time I met Jerry, I knew that he would be a very easy person to get along with. Also, uh, before I met Jerry, I was introduced by Tom Kern, who was the first TV voice of the Kings from 85 to uh, through 87. And I met Jerry at Finnegan's Restaurant on Northgate Boulevard at a Kings luncheon. And I remember Tom Curran telling me before the luncheon, he goes, wait till you meet Jerry Reynolds. You're going to love him. And he's such a great guy. And from the very first time I met Jerry, I was like, wow, what an easy guy to talk to and everything else. And then, you know, I mean, I knew Jerry fairly well before we started doing the games together. But then when we started, well, I mean, we had played, Jerry and I used to play tennis. A little, I mean, you know, we were we were good friends. And so, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know anyone that couldn't get along with Jerry Reynolds. But we always had that. You know, I think the fact that I was from New York uh, and he was from, you know, small town, French Lake, Indiana, and we were kind of so different, but we just seemed to have that chemistry that developed on the air and it didn't happen overnight. I mean, that chemistry takes a little while to develop, but once it did, I mean, it was so easy for me to do the games yeah. with him. I mean, it was so easy. It was so easy. It was one of the easiest things I've ever done in my life was working with Jerry Reynolds. I mean, the games were just effortless and they were so easy, comfortable, and really on top of everything else, fun. You know, they were very fun. The games were, it, it, listen, Jerry and I did a lot of games together through a lot of lean years and they were fun. I mean, think about doing a game that only wins 20 and 25 games every year. And we still had just yeah. incredible fun. Even when the games were over with, in the first half, you know, we'd be down 20, 30 points many times at half and we would still be having a blast. And I think a lot of people appreciated that. Absolutely. And it was funny because, well, I'm not going to say this is the reason you had fun during football season, but uh, he was telling me and you had already shared this story with everybody that you had the New York Giants games on. <laughs> the Giants were playing and the Kings were playing at the same time. And he's like, I, I don't know how Grant can stay that focused. And then when you know we were talking uh definitely told me i outkicked my coverage which is correct yes. so uh yes. we'll, well just uh, just that. so you know i i just so you know i did tell you uh when the giants played i would not miss a play of the giants game and i would not miss a play of uh the kings game and jerry used to sit there and go i don't know how you do that i'm like don't worry about it just do your job don't worry about how i'm doing it <laughs> you know I, that's how that's what i would say to jerry i like don't worry about it i got it down you know I was, he, he just got a kick out of that, that, uh, I, and I would be animated watching the Giants game. I wasn't just in there on a big play. You know, I'd be very animated while I was doing the Kings game and he got a real kick out of that. So 
Yeah, we had we 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 definitely uh, had a lot of fun. That's for sure. Yep. Very cool. Well, everybody, go check that out because it is a beauty. So, all right, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my picks coming up in a minute. So be ready. All right. All right. I guess I will. All right. Have a great one. All right. Bye. See you. All right. Yes, indeed. We got one game coming up tonight, and I'm gonna stay away from that. But uh, all right, let's see if we got Jeff uh, ready to go now. Right here on Listen Up, Jeff, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Go ahead. Yep. Hey, so talking about Lynch and, you know, your old uh, Barnes, too. I think these networks are going after a certain demographic, the thug mentality or, you know, it's got to be that. I mean, why else would you hire someone that doesn't even pass the smell test or the resume test that wouldn't even get looked at twice? to go get a normal job on the street. I mean, I hired hundreds of people in my career. And the first thing you do is you look up their background, their resume, you even do a, a check online uh, into that. And, you know, you don't want felons and especially in the entertainment business that could, you know, it's just, you know, and then, the, and then on the other hand, every, you know, Roy, uh, Troy Aikman's got to come out and apologize about his dress comment today on, I think, Twitter. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, that's the society that we're living in today. I'm not going to speak for Amazon Prime and what they're trying to attract and what they're not trying to attract. I'll let them speak for themselves. I'm not going to speak for them. What I will tell you is I think it's um, an absolute horrible message that we're sending to the youth of our country when an individual with an arrest record and a track record of Marshawn Lynch is able to get a job on anything to do with the National Football League or any other sport. I think it's a real shame. And I do believe in second chances, but I do not believe third, fourth, and fifth chances for an adult. I think this is a disgrace. I really do. Oh, he drove that Mustang into the ground. I seen the I seen the video. I mean, it, he can barely crawl out of the video the vehicle. Well, you know, his pants were again. I let it. Uh, yeah. 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 Again. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. I'm with you. My eyes told me what I saw, but we'll wait and see what happens in court. And uh, But even with that said, the fact that Amazon would look at that video and go, yeah, that's somebody we want, okay, on our network for Thursday Night Football is just absolutely beyond belief to me. It really is. It's absolutely to me beyond. It defies comprehension to me. I don't get it. I do not understand. You know, in his playing career, he hated the broadcaster. He wouldn't give interviews if you remember. No, he would not. He was just a joke. Just yeah. a joke. He wouldn't talk to the media. Now he wants to be all over the place. But anyway, I got my picks ready, you know. If, if, well, are, are you able to call? Well, all right, you can give me your picks. It doesn't matter. You, I, don't, you don't, I don't have to give my first. Yeah, if you have your picks ready, please go ahead. Fire away, Jeff. Okay, Cincinnati over the Saints. Okay. Gets, gets the points with Green Bay. San Francisco, yep. uh, the Falcons. San Francisco and the points over the Falcons. Chargers and the points over the Broncos. Sounds great, man. I appreciate uh, you uh, calling in. I hope you enjoy your evening. Are you going to watch the game tonight? Hell no. No. No? No. All right. I, I, might, I, I, I don't think it's going to be entertaining. I was so disgusted last week. I can't. I mean, I think it was a total waste of time. 
uh, watching it last week. Uh, I, I don't even know how, how I stuck with it. I think you, you turned it off after the first quarter. Uh, I, if there's a baseball game, I'm going to watch that tonight. I think the Yankees have been postponed. So I don't know if the, the Astros, have already, Astros already won. Alvarez, that, they, they, he hit another home run, and then they walked him. And then Brickman comes up and punishes them for the walk. Yep. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Oh, one more thing. Thank you. Yes, go ahead. One more thing. So the Kings cut Cook and Bazemore today. They got one more. I know. I saw that. One more. I can't. Why do they keep Delavadeva over Bazemore? Yeah. Matthew Delavadeva. Why do they keep him over Bazemore? I don't know. I think Bazemore is. I don't know. They 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 probably just thought he was more. I don't know. I I like Ken Bazemore. I I, I I've never been a Delavadova fan, but you know they they had a uh, pretty pretty interesting. Mike Brown said, you know, jobs are available, and we're going to go by how you practice and how you play. And you know, there are guys that are fighting for jobs, and he was one of them. And they decided to go in a different direction. I don't really have a problem with that. You don't win. Your team does not. The the, the guys at the end of the bench don't have any bearing on whether your team wins or loses for all intents and purposes. So it really doesn't matter. We don't need to make too big of a deal out of who the uh, 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th men are. It makes no difference. You're going to win and lose in the NBA based on your top eight guys. Nothing else really matters. So I, I don't get too caught right. up in that. Right. Okay. Good. Take it easy, right. Grant. Thank you. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So, you ready for my picks? There's some very, I think there's some really good games uh, coming up. Uh, this week, I am going to take the points and the Jets at home over the Green Bay Packers. That line keeps on fluctuating, but I am taking 
the points. And I'm going to take the Jets at home against Green Bay. Packers with that long flight, okay, little disjointed week. And I don't know if the Jets are going to win, but I like the points. It opened up at nine and a half and went down to seven and a half. I don't even know what it's at right now because I'm looking at three different sites. One has seven and a half, one has seven, but I'll take the points and I'll take the Jets at home to at least cover. All right. I'm also going with the Vikings minus three at Miami. All right. Dolphins now hit a little bit of a bump in the road. No Tua. Tyreek Hill had his foot in a boot a lot of the week. I think the Vikings will win in South Florida. I'm okay to give the points. I'm going to take the Vikings. So that is my second pick of this week. I'm staying away from the Ravens and the Giants game as uh, Wink Martindale is going against his former team. The Giants are 4-1, and one, and I thought about going with Baltimore this week, but I just, I'm tired of picking against the Giants, so I'm not going to do it, all right? I'm not going to do it. All right, I'm going to go, and I'm going to take the points, eight points, Pittsburgh over Tampa Bay, all right? I'm taking the Steelers, and give me the points. That's a lot of points, but I am going in that direction. Speaking of a lot of points, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. Give me the 10 to 10 and a half, and I'll let Ryan decide which way he's going to go on this because, again, I'm looking at a line that opened at 10 and a half. It's down to 10. Matt Rule is gone. All right, Steve Wilkes takes over, hoping to bring a little life to a team against the Rams team that has been putrid. And so I'm going to take those points. Give me the 10, 10 and a half, and I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going with a lot of the, you know, going with some big-time dogs this week, you know, like the Jets. All right? I'm taking those points. I think that's interesting. Uh, I'm taking a team that has been playing well in the Jets. I'm giving the points in Minnesota. I'm taking the points with Pittsburgh. And I'm taking the points with Carolina. So there you have it. Not sexy picks, all right? I also think Buffalo, for the record, is going to beat Kansas City straight up. That's the game of the week. Uh, I think that Dallas will cover against Philadelphia, but I think the Eagles will win. The Cowboys are getting five. I think the Chargers will blow out Denver on Monday night but I'm staying away from that game as well. So those are my picks, all right? Those are my picks. If you want to get in on the program, all you have to do is raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Thursday night football starting a little bit. Boy, that's a horrible game for Thursday night. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Horrible game. All right, baseball we talked about. Houston won one away from the American League Championship Series. Dodgers and Padres, Phillies and Braves, those series are 1-1, all right? And, you know, you talk about a guy that is 
one of the great players in baseball. And you look again at what Jordan Alvarez, all right? You want to talk about clutch. Go ahead, two home run in the sixth. And the Astros are one win away from going to round of the championship series. You know, again, his three-run walk-off homer was unbelievable. There are certain players that live for the postseason, and it looks like that Alvarez is one of them. All right? This guy is big time. Big time. Lance McCullers Jr. will make his first playoff appearance, all right, in Seattle in a long time. This is going to be I – I th- I've been saying this since June, that I thought the Astros were going to the World Series. And this is when the Yankees had the best record in baseball, and they were on a historic pace. And Sean Salisbury, who I do a show with, he works in Houston, has a morning show on the flagship station of the Astros. And I told him back then, I go, I'm telling you right now, if the Yankees and the Astros meet up, the Astros will win. And he agreed. The Astros have the Yankees number. I'm not so sure the Yankees are really even going to be there. I, I still think they'll beat Cleveland, but I'm, I wouldn't. You know, th- this rain out tonight definitely factors into this series with pitching rotations and everything else. And the Yankees don't put the ball in play enough for me. The Astros put the ball in play. They put pressure on your defense. The Yankees don't put any pressure on your defense because they either strike out or they hit home runs. All right. You know, you don't even need a defense out there when the Yankees are playing. All right. I mean, you really don't. They don't put the ball in play. You know, National League, I still like the Dodgers. You know, I don't think going to Petco is going to phase them at all. Probably going to have 50% Dodger fans down there. You know, Dodger fans are going to spend whatever they have to spend to get tickets to go to Petco. Be a great atmosphere. And I still think the Braves will beat the Phillies. But I think those two intriguing series right now, Padres-Dodgers, and then the Yankees, and of course the Phillies and the Braves. I mean, I think it's. I'm not saying that Seattle can't win a couple of games, but I, they're just not as good as Houston in any way, shape, or form. They're just not. They're they're not. Plain and simple, they're not. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all you have to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you right on. So I've given you the uh, football schedule. If you have your picks ready to go, feel free to do that. Give me some picks. And we will be happy to discuss that. Uh, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Broncos, said that his injured shoulder is feeling better every day. I I really don't even know if you're a Broncos fan, if you would want him as your quarterback anymore, based on what we've seen through the first five weeks of the season. That's how awful they have been. That's how bad they have been. Hey, are you a fan of the World Cup? All right. In Qatar, this winter, the sale of alcohol there will move from hotel bars to fan zones and outside stadiums beginning next month. All right. To December 18th. It's a predominantly Muslim country where public drinking is restricted. And so they have decided to control public drunkenness by ensuring there is an alternative to arrest or jail time. How about that? 
an individual from the executive committee told the Sky News publication, quote, there are plans in place for people to sober up if they've been drinking excessively. It's a place to make sure they keep themselves safe and they're not harmful to anybody else. Maybe Marshawn Lynch will be able to go over there. Maybe Marshawn Lynch can hang out there during the week before he does his Thursday night appearance on Amazon Prime. They're calling this the sobering tent. They will remain there until they are sufficiently clear-headed to be released with a warning. How about that? Quote, all we ask is for people to be respectful of the culture. At the end of the day, as long as you don't do anything that harms other people, if you're not destroying public property, as long as you're behaving in a way that's not harmful, then no, then everybody's welcome and you have nothing to worry about. There you have it. If you're making a trip over there, you can go to a sobering tent if you need to. The World Cup starting next month. It's amazing how different parts of the world handle different circumstances. A sobering tent. Can you imagine having that outside of our football stadiums in America? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, you'd have to have more than one sobering tent. I'll tell you that. That's for Don. That's for darn sure. Do you see Russell Westbrook's comment? The video when Patrick Beverly tried to bring the team together and Russell Westbrook wanted nothing to do with it. And he was asked about it and he said, I'm just trying to compete and do my job. What a joke. What a mess that appears to be already in LA. It's not as big of a mess as you have in Brooklyn. You've seen the players already kissing the butt of Ben Simmons and this and that and this and that. Boy, I feel bad for Steve Nash. What a mess that is in Brooklyn. And they haven't even started the season yet. Speaking of starting the season, the Kings have one more preseason game. And then they open up the season next week against the Portland Trailblazers. And I've talked a lot about their first 10 games, which is very interesting to me because they have the Warriors three times in the first month, which I just did not understand. And you have a schedule that opens up home against Portland, home against the Clippers, at Golden State, home Memphis, home Miami. Now, what's interesting about that schedule, four of the first five teams are all projected to be top four teams in their respective conferences. A lot of people think the Clippers are going to be a top two or three team. Obviously, the Warriors are the Warriors. Memphis, I mean, Memphis is going to be right there. They might even win the West. And Miami was the number one seed in the East. So think about that schedule. You know, if you can win two of those first five games, you're in good shape. Portland's got to be a win. It has to be. And then you have the Clippers at home, at Golden State, Memphis, and Miami. If you can win three games, you're in phenomenal shape. Then you hit the road at Charlotte. They got a lot of injury issues already. Should win that. Should go and win that. 
at Miami, tough game. At Orlando, should win that. At Golden State, tough game. So it's going to be interesting to see how those first 10 games go uh, for uh, Sacramento. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls and we get to Jerry right here on Listen Up. Hey, Jerry, how are you today? I'm fine, Grant. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Grant, I want to talk about Draymond Green, if I can. Sure, of course uh, you can. Grant, uh, you know what? Steve Kerr has always came out and he's always uh, said, uh, like, when there's mass shootings that we need to stop all this violence, we need to just join join together. And, you know what, where has he been since this Draymond Green incident? And, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't understand. This man, you know, could say whatever he wants to say about other things, but when it's under his watch, the man's quiet like a church mouse. I mean, what's going on with that? Listen, well, I understand where you're coming from. I would not equate, all right, uh, Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole to mass shootings and Steve Kerr's take on that. So I think we do need to be somewhat careful about, you know, what we're comparing things to. But uh, Steve Kerr is in a very delicate situation for this reason. He's trying to preserve the culture and the credibility of his team. And he is taking one for the team by being as diplomatic as he is. There's probably a lot more to the story than meets the eye. They have, Draymond's been a part of all of their championships and has been a big part of that. And I just think Steve Kerr sees things falling apart at the seams a little bit and is doing everything in his power to make it known that they're going to be fine. And he's sending really more than anything a message to the younger players on his on his team. And they have a lot of youth on that team that don't worry. We have everything under control. I've got everything under control. The organization has everything under control. I believe there's a lot of that to it. I really do. I, I'll ask you, what do you expect Steve Kerr to say? What would you like as a fan? What would you like him to say, Jerry? Well, Grant, you know what, uh, what you said, uh, you know what, it is probably, there's a lot of stuff being said behind closed doors that we don't know about, but you know what, I mean, it's, it seems like they're focusing on trying to find the person that leaked this video. You know, what do you think is going to happen to that person once they find out who that was? Uh, that person will probably not only be fired, but if it's a, uh, I don't know if that's a, a criminal act. I, I really don't know. I, I don't know whether releasing video that's not yours uh, can be prosecuted, but that individual will definitely no longer be part of the organization and probably would never get a job anywhere else. So I don't know. They'll find out though. They'll, I, I can't imagine them and not Grant, finding like out. When I, right. And Grant, like when I first said, um, I wasn't trying to compare the mass shooting to Draymond Green. I was just saying about the violence. That's what I meant. Uh-huh. Yes, I, and I, I understand what you meant. I'm just saying I have to always, when I hear something, it's my job as a host to kind of make sure that what you said is not being interpreted wrong. I, I knew where you were going with that, but then I don't want people going, Jesus, you know, so I'm, I'm actually doing it to help you more than anything, okay? I just think that we need to be careful how we make analogies and what we try to compare things to. That's I'm actually just trying to help you out for those that are listening are going, gee, what the hell is Jerry talking about? Talking about what happened in a practice and talking about mass shootings. I know where you're going with that. I'm just trying to clear things up. That's all I'm trying to do. Well, I appreciate that, Grant. Um, so uh, who do you got in the World Series, Grant? Uh, you know, well, I think I, it's going to be the Dodgers. Astros and the Dodgers. I still think the Dodgers are the best team. I think they're the best team by a country mile in the National League. I really mean that. And the Astros will not lose to the Yankees 
uh, or Cleveland, in my opinion, if they should win one more game against Seattle. I think they are too good. I think you're too deep. They have uh, everything. They're much better than the Yankees. I don't even think the series will be competitive if they play the Yankees. I really don't. Grant, let me ask you one more thing, yep. sir, uh, about the Kings last night. The Kings won by one point, and granted, I know uh, Phoenix, the whole part of starting five was not even playing, but do you think that the Kings, uh, that they play down to their competition? Last night meant nothing. Don't look at the box. Don't look at minutes. Don't look at anything. The game has no bearing on anything. It was nothing more than a scrimmage. Both teams rested a lot of players. Uh, the final score of the game is absolutely inconsequential unless you're a gambler. So I'm not even going to talk about last night's game. It's worthless. Make believe it never happened and don't even worry about it. Don't even try to analyze it. Don't look at anything. Just make believe that the game never occurred. Grant, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to get in on the program today, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. All right. Let's move along and let's get to uh, Waggus right here. On Listen Up. Hey, Waggus, what's going on, buddy? Oh, another day. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well. Thank you. So, so this Russell Westbrook situation. So, Grant, here, here's my take on it. The Lakers traded for him, right? They, they, tra- they knew who he was. I understand they listen to LeBron, right? But it is what it is. All they've ever done is put him out in the media that he's a reason that they're losing and this and that and put him all in these trade talk so 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 i guess my question to you is that you know like they already knew how he was right so they traded for him so i mean i, I understand you know it's a business you got to be professional and i think for somewhat he has been professional for what he has been put through so like how much do you blame this whole situation on the lakers front office than uh this you know his, his situation i blame it all on the lakers i blame it all on the lakers front office i mean i really do the the team does not fit together. I look at teams as jigsaw puzzles and it's not necessarily about your talent level, although that's important. It's about do the pieces fit together and you can have a beautiful puzzle in front of you. And there's one piece that you just can't figure out. And no matter what you try, you can't figure out how to put that piece in to make it work, to complete the puzzle. And to me, that's the Lakers. They're a jigsaw puzzle where all the pieces don't fit. Although the puzzle looks beautiful. When you look at the box, you're like, wow, that's gorgeous. But then when you try to put it together, you can't put it together because the pieces don't fit. To me, that's the Lakers in a nutshell. So then why, I mean, I, I guess what I'm, and I guess it goes back to the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation we had, but that was a different story because he actually fit with the team. So like, why do you held, you know, they're pretty much holding up his career hostage here. Why not trade him for pennies and just, you know, move on, right? Well, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think they're holding his, I, I don't know, that I do not agree with you. I mean, he has a contract. All right. He's on the Lakers. Right. And, you know, it's not like he didn't play last year. I mean, he he, he was right. he, he, he so I, that I do not agree with you. I don't think they're holding him hostage. Uh, but I would say that at some point as an organization, you have to decide whether it works or it doesn't work. And I know a lot of people are blaming all the injuries that they had last year. But at some point, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that their chemistry and their pieces did not fit well together. And a lot of people have forecasted as you well know, Waggus, that that would happen before it happened. A lot of people just said that's never going to work, bringing Westbrook into that situation. So you asked me, do I blame the front office? Yeah, of course I blame the front office. Absolutely, 100%. They're the ones to put that team together, and it did not work. Now, with that being said, if, and this is a big if, if LeBron James is on the floor 
for 70 of the 82 games. And Anthony Davis somehow, some way could play 70 games out of 82. That team is still a playoff team. I mean, I really believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And LeBron and AD still healthy are the best one to punch in my opinion. But what I mean by hostage is you, you got to support your guy, right? I understand how he is. I mean, one thing you said, he was there. He was playing, right? No matter how he is. So, like, all these trade rumors that get leaked, I mean, all you've done is just destroy the guy in the media. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what makes you think the Lakers are leaking those trade rumors? Why? You, wh- how do you know the Lakers front office is leaking I mean, trade rumors? That Generally I mean, I speaking, those things come from the agents. So, okay. All right. No, no, no. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously, I don't know how that works. I just, I just kind of assumed when they're having multiple trade talks and, you know, when Windhorse and everybody's reporting that Lakers want to move on from this, this and that, they're having conversations. I, I'm just putting two and two together. Obviously, we don't know, but something's there, right? The only, the only person that's really supported him is the new head coach. Like, he's come out and he's the only one that's... Darvin yeah, Darvin Ham. Like, like... Like, well, of course he has to. I mean, you know, his job's on the line already in one year. He's not in a he's not in a typical situation where he can do. Oh, he's got a couple of years. He doesn't have a couple of years. He's got to go there and win, and he knows that it's in his best interest to make sure that everything is working at the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, at the end of the season. Okay, so so do you? Um, okay, so do you see Russell Westbrook coming off the bench this year? I mean. I don't. What do you think is going to happen? Do what you? do you think is going to happen? I think he's going to end up getting sent home, and that's going to and that's going to really hurt his career. You know, so I mean, you really think so, huh? You think it's going to be like a Ben Simmons well, type of a deal? I mean, Grant. <laughs> I mean, I've been looking at the preseason. He's not even with the team huddling up. <laughs> I know, I know, I, mean, I know. That's a bad look. Well, okay. So yeah. you were talking about Darvin Ham. So the question yeah. is, behind the scenes, how is Darvin Ham going? to deal with that right how's darvin ham going to deal with that tomorrow i mean tomorrow how's he going to deal with that this week this weekend leading up to opening day how's that being addressed behind the scenes that to me is going to be very interesting yeah i i just think you know mark jackson says something on first take okay um you know he he thinks that if if they can work something out with with him they can really go to the promised land. Now, I don't know why Mark Jackson is saying that. I don't believe that. But but I just feel like everybody just needs to come and and talk to Russell and come out. Maybe he comes off the bench or something. But obviously, if he's willing to take a step back in his game, uh, because he's so dynamic, like, like I, in my opinion, if he was to come off the bench and, and give them 15, 20 minutes, yeah, that would be I, phenomenal. He would be great coming off the bench. Absolutely, and he plays with right. a second unit. There's not that many... I mean, he'd be blowing by people. I think the Lakers would have a legitimate chance of winning, in my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, well, so, we'll see. It's a long season. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah. So, so just kind of my take on it. I just don't think that you have to bash the yeah. guy, right? Because he has been somewhat professional. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, for example, if if this was anybody, if this was Demarcus Cousins, what do you think he would be doing, right? So at least the guy has been professional. So. I don't know. DeMarcus would have to get onto a team first in the league for that to happen. So, I mean, he's not a good example. Uh, I just want to say one last <laughs> which thing. Is, which is very interesting because all I hear about is how much Michael Malone loves DeMarcus and all the bullshit in the media. Well, if that's true, 
how come he waited so many years when they had so many openings on the Nuggets and DeMarcus was available? They only added DeMarcus when they had to. And the love fest, Michael Malone loving DeMarcus. Well, how come he's not on the Nuggets this year? Gee, has anybody ever stopped to think, wait a minute, Michael Malone loves DeMarcus. Oh, he can't live without DeMarcus. So this DeMarcus played so well for the Nuggets. Oh, that's all I heard. Well, how come he's not on the roster this year? Pretty simple. People need to, you know, put their brains uh, uh, from tilt. You know, like when you play pinball and you can put the machine on tilt. Too many people's brains are on tilt about DeMarcus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, conditions apply. See website for details. So, so I remember this. So this was like back in 2018. And, um, you know, somebody called up your show. And, you know, basically said, do you think DeMarcus, uh, forget about the Kings, will lead a team into the, you know, playoffs or in the championship? And you said, mark my words, that will never happen. And you also said this, and I remember this. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know the person's name. I can't remember the name. You said, if that happens, you call me on my show and I'll let you be the host on my show for four hours. <laughs> yes, I do remember that, actually. You have a you have an amazing memory. You know what's amazing about the, this whole thing? You know what's amazing about this? The people that are infatuated yeah. with this man. Alvin Gentry and the New Orleans Pelicans had a chance to get DeMarcus back after they moved him. All right? They didn't want him. They didn't want him. They didn't even make an attempt. He goes to the Warriors, and at the end of the year, the Warriors didn't want anything to do with him. But then the following year, or the following, yeah, I, I guess it was the following year, when when the Warriors beat the Nuggets in the playoffs, Steve Kerr goes out of his way to make a nice comment about DeMarcus. But the follow-up question should have been, well, Steve, you had DeMarcus, and you speak so highly of him. How come that you and the Warriors had no interest in bringing him back? But the, 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 the joke of the NBA media doesn't ask him that question. L.A. had him. They didn't make any attempt yeah, to bring him back. They didn't want anything to do with him, okay? All I heard about last year was Milwaukee, how great he was when the Bucks signed him in the middle of the season, but then cut him, yeah, cut him. to make room yeah. for somebody else. And they were saying, boy, he was great, blah, blah. Well, if he's so great, why did you release him? All right? Why did you release him? And then – he ends up in Denver and Michael Malone, you saw oh, DeMarcus has to be on a roster. He's too good not to be on a roster. Really? Well, how come he's not on your roster this year? You know, don't people just stop and think, wait a minute. If this guy's really as good as people think and he's not a problem in the locker room, like people say, then why is it that nobody that he played for wants him back? Nobody wants the guy. Nobody wants him back. Yeah. Steve Kerr didn't want him back. The Lakers didn't want him back. The Bucks didn't want him back. 
And even Michael Malone doesn't want him back. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It really is. And and even the Kings don't want him back. Add that in there. <laughs> you think? <laughs> so, Come on. Obviously, one thing I've learned watching sports is I don't think it's anything to do with his talent. He's obviously supremely gifted. I think. He, no, it has yeah. nothing to do with his I talent. I think if he would have just, you know, took his ego aside a little bit. Sometimes you got to take your ego aside a little bit. I think he would have done great with even George Carl, which he didn't get along with and still won 33 games, which helped him. He had no chance of getting. He had no chance of getting along with George Carl because Demarcus's agent sabotaged any chance yeah. of that succeeding. And you know what's sad about that? Here's what's sad: Demarcus Cousins played his best basketball of his career when George yes. Carl was his coach. Okay, they won 33 games. At, that's right. Go look at his stats. Yeah. Go look at all the triple doubles that he had. Go look at the way George Carl allowed Demarcus to play. Demarcus played the best basketball of his career when George Carl was the coach, but they sabotaged that from ever succeeding before day one of practice, because it occurred during the all-star break and the representatives for DeMarcus cousins sabotaged that relationship before it ever started. It's one of the worst things that I've ever seen. And I will also share with you this. Okay. There are a lot of things that I know about the coaches that I'm talking about, about DeMarcus cousins. Okay, that I know not 90%, not 95%, not 100%. There are a lot of stories that I know that have occurred on all the teams that I just mentioned. All right. And I don't share those stories because they have never been made public because they are private, confidential conversations. And I'm not, I have nothing to gain by saying this. It's not like, gee, Grant's going to be rehired. No, I'm saying it because it's the truth. I have horror stories that I could tell you on every single stop that I just mentioned of his career that I know are factual, that are true. And I, so when I make the comments that I make, they're based on not just an opinion, they're based on fact. No, I mean, I understand. I mean, I think we all see that. I think that at that time in his career, you know, he could have just easily gone up to Carl and be like, okay, we don't like each other, but, but, you know, we have to respect each other and help me get to the promised land. And I really felt like, Carl was going to. But let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Why would he walk up to George Carl and goes, I know we don't like each other. They had never met. Yeah. My point is, think well, about what you just think yeah, about what you yeah. just said. We don't we don't well, like each other. So it was already preconceived yeah. in DeMarcus Cousins head. Yeah. And his representatives that it would never work, that George Carl would be bad for him. And they never even gave it one minute of one hour of one day to see if it could work. George Carl had yeah. no chance. George Carl was dead man walking into that job. And the disrespect that DeMarcus showed George Carl during that short stint was one of the worst things yep. that I've ever seen in professional sports. I I couldn't agree more. Obviously, sometimes you just got to grow up. He never did. And I, and I even remember you on your radio show, you were not happy with Carl because you thought he did a – I think you told that to him, that he did a horrible job coaching that team that year. So <laughs> I had George Carl yeah. every week on the radio. And I remember asking George Carl, George, from where I sit, it appears that this team has absolutely quit on you. They don't want to play for you. How are you going to coach the rest of this season? I asked him that on the radio. And the one thing I'd learned about George is he would be pissed if you asked him a question like that, but he would answer it. And at the end of the day, respect you for doing your job. 
And so I never was afraid to ask George a question because even though I know he would be pissed that the TV announcer for the Kings is answering these type of questions, he respected me for doing it. So that's why I asked him the questions that I did. And and that's all you got to do. You know, I, I, I think we all work for sometimes work with people that we don't like, but, you know, you got to show us level of pro- professionalism. But it's sad, obviously, yep. we would have loved to seen it. But, you know, Grant, I can't wait for your book to come out and make sure you include the 2000s. Yep. And then I'm talking about the 2010 to 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, it will all be there. Hey, listen, it will all be there. There's going to be some people that are not going to be happy that my book will be coming out. I can promise you that. Uh, should I wait for in the next five years? Or you know, uh, you know I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm 63. I'm not going to live forever. So I, I better make sure I get working on this soon. But I'm waiting for. Uh, I want to make sure my lawsuit is in the rearview mirror because that's going to be part of my book because I think it's important that everyone knows Absolutely. what's going on behind the scenes while it's going on. And so you know, I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm waiting. And but I've been approached. I've made this very clear. Uh, by actually two individuals now, and they really want to do this. And so I've had talked with some people that are very close to me, getting some advice. And the advice was, you know, wait until the lawsuit is over. So that's what I'm going to do. And, and you know, I, I wanted to say this to you for a while now. I think the best thing you've done in your profession, because I've seen you, like, you know, grew up watching you. But I think the best thing that you've done is stay true to who you are and you know and through this whole always. thing right because money comes and goes always and careers come and go right but you stood by what you said and you know what you got to respect that so and, and i would respect that for anybody well i appreciate that that's how i was yeah. raised i know what i believe in you know i'm not gonna you know after you know 60 years of my life start you know changing what i believe in my core values and you know i've already explained hundreds of times what my core values are and what i stand for and that's how I live my life. That's how my brother lives his life. That's how my father and mother lived their life. And my dad lived it until his last day on earth of always trying to help others, always trying to make his community better. That's how we were raised. And I will never change my values and what I believe in. And again, I just think it's so sad that here we are in 2022 and I've spent a podcast on this. I've done rants on this. I've spent talk, time talking about Listen App that here in 2022, you know, we're still having such a debate over Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, White Lives Matter. And that's why I read the tweet that I did from Zuby last week, somebody that I had never heard of before. And when Zuby said, all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter. All lives can't matter if white lives don't matter. All lives can't matter if Asian. And he went and I'm like, you know what? How freaking great is that? All lives matter is all lives matter. That means every Jewish, Muslim, black, white, we can go right on, right on down the road. All right. I thought he said it as eloquently and as best that can be said. And I don't know if you were listening the other day. I sent him a direct message. He accepted direct messages on Twitter. So I like, I sent him a message and I basically said on my message, Hey, my name's Grant Napier, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I lost my job over this. And I just want to let you know that I didn't even know who you were until last week. And I've started looking at all of your social media posts and your all lives matter posts was one of the great things that I've ever read. And I talked about it on my podcast and I just want to say, Hey, I appreciate for the way that you post things on social media and the clarity and the common sense that you use 
in your post. And he got back to me, which blew me away. I didn't think he, I would hear from him. He sent me back a very nice message. And um, I, I mentioned that the other day. I don't know if you were on when I said that. Um, um, I don't think I was. But, you know, the only thing I'll say is, is that on that, you know, you stay true to yourself, but your employer didn't. Right. So they caved in. That's exactly right. That's, well, that's why I have a lawsuit. <laughs> that's why I have a lawsuit in federal court. Yeah, well, you know, you know, Grant, I'll be obviously we're gonna be, you know, we're waiting on that. So, yeah, you know, so am I. I. I think, yeah. So, all right. Well, um, it's been a pleasure. I uh, appreciate you taking my call as always. My, my, it's my pleasure, Waggers. It's always great hearing from you. Thank you very much. Take care. The great thing about Waggers, if I ever forget something from like five or ten or fifteen years ago, I can just go, "Hey, Waggers, you remember that day in 1997 when I was on the radio yelling with this guy named Mike? What did I say really that day?" And Waggers go, well, if I remember, you know, it was a Thursday afternoon. And I believe that phone call was at about 4.30. And he said this, and you said, no, no, no. And you end up saying that. That's what I would get from Waggus. He'd be able to go back. And he's like me with the New York Giants. You asked me, gee, Grant, you know, when you were at that Giants game, when Fran Tarkington was the quarterback, and he was scrambling, you know, from the visitor sideline to the Giants sideline, and then made four 360s, and ended up throwing a ball to Homer Jones at the 18, and he ran in for a touchdown. You know, I can tell you that, all right? But I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what Waggus can tell me. I mean, Waggus's memory is freaking unbelievable. It really is. And people are going, Fran Tarkenton with the Giants. Yes, Fran Tarkenton was with the Giants too, not just the Vikings. Yes, he threw the ball to Homer Jones, number 45, who was the second fastest man in the world next to Bob Hayes. And I used to love Homer Jones, number 45, and Spider Larkhart, 43, and Willie Williams, 41, and John Mendenhall, 64, and, you know, we had the backfield of Tucker Fregerson and Bobby Duhon, 24 and 28, respectively. And Joe Morrison, who was great, you know, would run up and down the visiting or the home sideline right before the anthem and stretch out for the fans and the bleachers and would get a standing ovation. Number 40, big Joe Morrison. You know, so, yeah, see, I can do that. I can tell you what happened, you know, 40, 50 years ago with the New York football giants, but I wouldn't be able to remember maybe a conversation like Waggus can remember that I had on my radio show 15, 20 years ago. So I always have Waggus. If we ever get into a little area of debate where someone says, Grant, you said that. And I'm like, no, 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 I did not say that. Yes, you did. Well, I always have Waggus that can come in and go, wait a minute. I remember that day. And I remember it was on a Friday afternoon. And I remember exactly it was right after your uh, home theater commercial. Because I remember you talking about the home theater company. And then you came on the air. And this is exactly what you said, Grant. So I see I always appreciate Waggus for that. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. We will wrap up the week tomorrow. I would say enjoy the game tonight, but I don't really know if you're going to enjoy it. I guess maybe if you're a Bears fan or a Washington fan, you know, I think if I'm a Washington fan at this point, I'm hoping that my team loses every game so I have a chance of getting one of these stud quarterbacks coming out in the draft. That's how I would be if I was a fan of Washington. As far as the Bears, you already gave away the farm to get Justin Fields, so you're not waiting on a new quarterback. You need Justin Fields to be the quarterback. So enjoy the game. And thank you so much. And don't forget, tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific, Sean Salisbury will be on my YouTube live channel, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. Great response to the uh, show that I did yesterday with Jerry Reynolds. Check it out on my YouTube channel as well. Leave a comment. I'll get back to you on YouTube. All right? I really want your feedback. So thank you very much. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. Please don't watch the pregame show, which I guess is already over. And I'll talk to you tomorrow right here at 4 o'clock following my YouTube live show with Sean Salisbury. So long, everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.